0: no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
2: welcome to the good news with angie austin now with the good news here's angie
1: Hey, friend, Angie Austin here with the good news. The good news is J.D. Peabody is back. His book is perfectly suited, The Armor of God for the Anxious Mind. We've thought we've talked about how you felt you had a broken brain and you're giving us help with anxiety and calming the mind using a, a biblical approach. Welcome back, J.D. Peabody or Jeff Peabody. Either is acceptable to Either Jeff. Either one
3: is, <laughs> is great. Thanks so much for having me back.
1: You betcha. I just think this is such an important topic and so many people hide their anxiety. And you talked um, last time a little bit about, about having a panic attack. And those of us who haven't had one, I'm terrified of them. Like when they're explained to me. Um, what it feels like. And I know what all the teenagers, we talk a lot about my kids, what they're going through in school with, you know, um, they're maybe trying to get a scholarship. They're getting videos of all their sports. They're taking all these tests. They're taking these exams that will make them eligible, hopefully for college. They're facing all this pressure and competition with other kids like, oh, well, I'm going to this school, my dream school. And they're like, oh, well, oh, I'd never get into best school. I might be going to community college or whatever. And there's just so much pressure on these these kids I had a friend do a sit-in the other day and she's like oh my gosh they've got so much there's so much in their minds and so much pressure to be mm. great mm. so I've asked you a lot of questions about calming the kid's mind I want to know mm. physically too you've talked about using the bible um, to calm your own mind and to reach some sense of healing were there physical things you did as well like working out walking you know listening to certain tapes what, what else did you do
3: Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, one of one of the things that um, my uh, when I when I first got diagnosed, uh, one of the things that the psychiatrist immediately recommended was, uh, you know, vigorous physical exercise multiple times a week because uh, and again, I think it goes back to something we talked about before, too, about grounding us back in reality, you know, uh, it, it puts us back in our bodies when so much of anxiety is, is just up in our heads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it, it gives us something, a physical release to get out some of the energy that is, that is just all swirling around inside. And, uh, I think it's really, uh, one of the gifts of God giving us physical bodies that, uh, we can, we can expend some of that uh, energy in that way. So that that's definitely uh, a key piece of it. I did. I've done just a a ton of walking. Uh, you know, sometimes even just staying physically connected to hold hands with my wife, uh, or 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 something. You know, you can you can. Um, I, I know a, a friend who has a little candle that he keeps in his drawer that he will. Uh, pull out sometimes and just smell it to um, kind of give him a sensory experience that um, pulls him back down into reality.
1: So. Oh, I like that. I like that because, you know, that, those oils do that too. Like I gave my daughter some, I think it was lavender or something that would calm her. But then there's also one that gets your attention going because she has ADD and like in uh-huh. class and I can't remember if it was peppermint or what it was, but it kind like of mm-hmm. like, like shocks you back into like, whoa, wake up, you know. And yep, yep. Uh, I love the idea that he does it, you know, with a candle because that I think that is calming to be to give your mind that shift with a with a smell.
3: Right. Well, and so much of smell is tied in with memories. Uh, you know, I realized that that uh, one of my love languages from from uh, from childhood is uh, is baking cookies, because my my mom that that was what she did to express her love Uh, for me and so sometimes I think when when I'm stressed I will go bake a batch of cookies and uh, it sounds silly but it's actually you know it's all tied in with something. <laughs> yeah, I so- love that cooking.
1: I mean, my my, my yeah. mom who lives with us, grand grand, and my 13-year-old Faith, they cook together a lot. And it's crazy to me, like it'll be, she, she, learns, she learns recipes on TikTok and she'll make really great things. And uh, she will at like, let's say 9.30 at night, she's like, well, I'm going to make some cookies. So I'm thinking she's grabbing that dough out of the freezer if it's already made. No, she's full on mixing a, a homemade batch of cookies. So I think that's part of their love language, which my mom and yeah. one of my daughters, but my husband, when he's stressed, he likes to vacuum and mow the lawn, which I love because I have never I mean, touched. Handy. yeah, I've never touched our vacuum cleaner or our lawnmower not once in our whole marriage because he just likes that repetitive. It must soothe his yeah. brain or slow his brain or calm his brain.
3: Yep, yep. My wife likes likes uh, the that sensation from doing dishes sometimes, and and she'll. She'll uh, push me out of the kitchen and say, "I want to do this." So, yeah, that those can be really (laughs) nice for everybody when that works.
1: Yeah, that repetitive nature of it. Okay, um, I want to talk a little bit about um, the world. You mentioned in the book that the world is full of substitutes. for God, like, what are you talking about? Like, I think. Let me just tell you what I think. When I think that, I think about my daughter with her ADD scrolling for two hours, and I'm like, I think we'd be better off going to the dog park and walking by the stream for two hours. But what is the world offering as substitutes for God?
3: Oh boy, I think I think just about everything and anything can can become a substitute. Uh, I think sometimes even our own uh, self-sufficiency becomes oh. a substitute. You know, I think that was what I was discovering was that a lot of what I called faith, uh, was really, really kind of more faith in myself. That, uh-huh. you know, yes. I, I, I was fully in control. I, I could get everything done that. And, you know, by and large, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a overachiever compliant, <laughs> kind of person. So you give me a task and I'm going to perform, I'm going to get it done. And so it felt kind of like, well, I'm doing what God is asking of me. And so to suddenly find myself in a place where I no longer had full control over my mind. Yes. uh, When your mind, when your brain broke. Yeah. Yeah. It threw me back on grace and, and going, oh, Oh, that's what grace is for. It's for those things that we can't fix ourselves, and uh, and I realized that oh, you know, that kind of is that's kind of creating our own uh, idols of of ourselves and our or the things we're doing or our self confidence or whatever can all become something that we we just sort of think is what's going to get us through, or or um, yeah, a, a, a million things um, can become the things that we really are putting our our trust in you just you could just fill in the blank with whatever seems to be the thing that that you're really counting on to be okay in mm-hmm. the world and mm-hmm.
2: uh,
3: yeah
1: i um I think with you know having kids, I'm a lot more probably wrapped up in this mental health thing because we've talked in the past about COVID and what that did. You know, my son went through such a terrible year mm-hmm. last year, the dark year, and he's so different now. In fact, I was teasing him the other day. I'm like, "Wow, you even had a glow up since last year. You had Dwight Schrute mm-hmm. hair. Did you ever watch The Office? Dwight Schrute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said you had Dwight Schrute, Schrute hair, braces, and he goes, "Yeah, and a turkey gobbler too, because he had a little bit of a double chin. I'm like, "Whoa, bro, you." <laughs> (laughs) Sure have had a glow up I didn't even know You looked like Dwight Schrute Uh, last year But it went with his whole like How he didn't feel good last Year like he didn't his hair just Didn't look like he cared much About what he was doing with it And he just was feeling so low, you know, and that, that, that whole separation from other kids, um, they even said, and maybe this is one positive byproduct that there was like less premarital sex among teenagers because they weren't, you know, (laughs) in direct contact with each other and they had to make their friendships, you know, through a video game or uh, face FaceTime or whatever. My daughter, uh, my youngest daughter actually did these like watch parties where you'd all be watching a movie and then you can comment on on the side and say, Oh, he's, look at what he did. What a goofball, you know? And you make all these comments, which I thought was kind of an interesting way to still watch a movie with friends. But I agree with you. Like I almost feel like that year should have been repeated and, but colleges wouldn't have liked that, but like, should have been like repeated. And like we had a do over because I don't feel like they learned much and they certainly suffered socially and mentally.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think the the impact of that season is is going to be with us for a long time, especially for the students.
1: Now, in terms of, I, I hear a lot of people talk about spiritual warfare, and I know you address it somewhat in your book. If you're a Christian and you can't stop certain repetitive thoughts in your brain, and you're having anxiety attacks, and you feel like your brain is broken, and you're and then you you go and you um, uh, Jeff seek professional help. Um, how do you define spiritual warfare in your book? And was it something
3: you felt like? Were you did you feel like you were under attack per se? Yeah. Well, I th- you know spiritual warfare is such a uh, an interesting topic because it feels like people generally go one of a couple ways when they hear that term. Either either they just don't want to acknowledge its existence at all, and and you know uh, kind of chalk up everything to. Uh, being, you know, kind of antiquated ideas of what's going on. And really now we have modern medicine and modern science. And so we can explain things a way that, that back in Bible times, they, they would have uh, defined differently. So there's that, that end of the spectrum. And then there's the other end where it's like a demon behind every tree, you know? Right.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Everything is spiritual. A
1: demon and, behind every
3: tree. You know, <laughs> we we uh, we can uh, we can give the devil a lot more credit than he deserves. My my wife one time had a conversation with a woman who had just uh, purchased a house, and then she found out that the the basement was in, infested with rats, and she she was talking about how she thought that was you know some something that the the devil was uh, opposed to her getting into this house. Some, and you go, sometimes rats are just rats, and and it's part of life. And, uh, you know, hardship can just be hardship. Mm-hmm. Having having said that, you know, you go, as, as Paul talks about uh, this armor, you go, well, if he's using the metaphor of armor, that has to mean there's a battle. And and he, he Scripture is pretty clear that we have an enemy, um, and it's an enemy we can't see. And so really, at the end of the day, I've kind of come to define spiritual warfare as whatever negatively impacts my spirit. Um, so if something is uh, discouraging me, if something is building resentment within me, uh, whatever's going on in my life, it doesn't matter whether, you know, I say the devil caused it or, or whatever caused it, uh, our, our enemy can take what's going on and, And twist it and use it to bring us down. And uh, so I do think that just about anything good or bad in our lives can be used to draw us off, you know, kind of, we were talking about those idols. I think anything that's like impacting my spirit in a, in a negative way is really spiritual warfare. And so then we need, we are afflicted. And if we're afflicted, then we need, we need God's help and his mercy and his grace. And so that's where the armor fits in.
1: All right. Um, we only have about a minute and a half left. Are there any um, a favorite scripture or favorite scriptures that you really like to use when you do feel anxious or you feel a panic attack coming on?
3: Yeah. You know, I love Psalm ninety four nineteen that says, uh, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. Uh, I love that one. I love uh the verse from Peter uh where he says, you know, to cast all our anxiety on on God because uh he cares for us and go God wants us to bring our anxiety to him and uh and it we don't have to pretend it's not there. We can we can go to him with it and take it and that's that gives us a a place to to put it uh rather than just carrying it on our own.
1: I love it. J.D. Peabody, I I really enjoy having you on the show. Would you give everyone a website? So if they would like to uh, find your book perfectly suited, The Armor of God for the Anxious Mind, that they can find it?
3: Yes, uh, they can go to jdpeabody.com and uh, find more information about it and uh, hopefully feel a little less alone in the struggle.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to have you on the program again. JDP body perfectly suited the armor of God for the anxious mind. God bless. Talk to you next time. Sounds great. Thanks for
2: having me. ARC thrift stores have been an essential part of Colorado's economy with an economic impact of over $2.3 billion in the last 15 years. During the shutdowns due to COVID-19, ARC thrift stores distributed over 200 tons of food to people in need and distributed thousands of pounds of essential supplies to homeless shelters and child care centers. That included over 100 million pounds of recycled donations to keep them out of landfills. ARC annually provides services to more than 9,000 people with intellectual or developmental disabilities. Unlike other nonprofit organizations, their outreach has never ended. Right now, ARC has three to five relief efforts per week. When you shop at your local ARC, your hard earned money directly supports a company that gives back to its community. Decide to shop today at the ARC thrift store near you. Find the nearest location at arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com.
1: Littleton is listening to the Mighty 670 KLT Denver. Hey there friend, happy Friday, happy Friday here on the good news. I've got a, a pretty interesting interview coming up. That's great for fall going into winter, but I thought I'd start off the segment um, with something I received in an email from my favorite website and blogger and therapist and life coaches, Mark and Angel. And uh, it's five things to remember when rejection hurts. And I have to tell you, my kids, at least two of them are better with rejection than I think i was as a teen i mean one of my daughters is just like well that's life you know i've got lots of friends and you know whatever she just everything just rolls off her back like a duck, you know, I just love that about her. And she just kind of moves on. All right, so number one, five things to remember when rejection hurts. As you look back on your life, you'll realize that many of the times you thought you were being rejected by someone or from something you wanted, you were in fact being redirected, not rejected, but redirected to someone or something you needed more. My girlfriend told me the other day that her pool guys like rejected her, but then she told me all the things that they'd done and she complained to them about the mistreatment as the, you know, pool cleaner, you know, uh, company. And they just said, we're not servicing you, in, you anymore. And, and here's how much you owe us. So I'm like, wait a second, you really weren't rejected by them. You are being redirected to somebody who's going to be a better pool cleaning service. I don't know if that's a good example. But you know, in life, we often sometimes feel rejected by someone, but especially in like a romantic relationship, like that, you know, maybe you're seriously considering someone for a long term, like marriage, if, I'd rather they reject you before you get married and you be redirected towards the right person. Uh, Number two, rejection is a necessary medicine. It teaches you how to reject relationships and opportunities that aren't going to work so that you do the work to find the right one that will. It doesn't mean you aren't good enough or anything is wrong with you. Maybe it just means that you owe it to yourself to find someone better suited to you, which is what we were just talking about, wasn't it? Okay, five things to remember when rejection hurts. Number three, number three, The countdown. That's actually a count up. Well, if you constantly feel like someone is not treating you with respect, check your price tag. I like that. Perhaps you've subconsciously marked yourself down and don't feel you're worthy. I remember one of my brothers accepting... really bad behavior from his fiance when they were engaged and then they ended up, you know, 20 years later getting divorced. I said, when all those things happened, when you were engaged, why did you still marry her? And he said, I just, I, maybe I thought I didn't deserve better or I couldn't do any better. Ooh, that hurt me that he felt that way. So, um, you know, check your price tag, you know, maybe you're marking yourself down and you shouldn't be, you should be expecting more that you're worthy of more. Number four, some chapters in our lives just have to close. And sometimes it's without closure and that's okay. I mean, maybe you you don't, maybe God doesn't want you to fix what's uh, broken and you need to move on to somebody else who will appreciate you more. Five things to remember when rejection hurts. Number five, one of the most rewarding and important moments in life is when you finally find the courage to let go of what you can't change so you can stay fully focused on what you can change. Is this your wake up call? I just, uh, I, I. I just put my energy into relationships that work, friendships as well. And friendships are so important, but if it's not working and you've put a lot of effort into it, sometimes you just have to move on and invest more time in those people that really reciprocate. All right, changing gears now. I told you guys something that uh, is important as the seasons are changing. It's the perfect time to get ready for the winter. HGTV star Matt Blashaw is teaming up with Energy for Everyone to give us tips to get ready and to get our families ready for the winter. Uh, Blashaw is a contractor, realtor, and co-host of a really cool show, HGTV show called Build It Forward, where they give back to people who are real like unsung heroes in their community. And in this sponsored interview, we welcome Matt Blashaw. Welcome back, Matt. Thanks for having me. All right. So let's talk about, um, obviously, now's a good time to check things out for getting that heat going and the fireplace. Um, Is that the time you really recommend fall?
0: Yes, and and you did the right thing by you, you felt a little chill in the air and you went in and say, Does my fireplace work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the time to do it. You don't wanna do it when it's negative, you know, five degrees outside and and then you have to worry about if your system's working and then getting a technician out here, you know, especially if there's weather. So now is the time and I hate to say it, weather experts, the farmers almanac is saying that we're supposed to have a very cold, cold winter. So from heating homes uh, with high-performance furnaces or fireplaces like you have, or you know, we're keeping kids warm on a school bus, propane is the energy for everyone. October 7th, we're celebrating National Propane Day, and so we're going to be talking about all things propane and what it can do to keep your family nice and cozy this, uh, this wintertime.
1: Yeah, we've talked about the buses before and how clean they are, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, getting our kids to school and not smelling that stinky exhaust and spouting that into the environment. Uh, And then, you know, the home, too. I don't think many people are familiar with what exactly we can do. So what are some of the things that we can do with propane in the home and what do we need to do go through in order to use it?
0: Yeah. So, you know, we we can talk about the different uh, sources of heating. Right. Um, you said the fireplace. We can talk about that in a sec. But uh, air units, right, forced air units, a heat pump. And a lot of people, they may not know what a heat pump is. You may have a heat pump. Um, it works on electricity for, for the most part. How do you know if you have a heat pump? Well, if you turn on the furnace and then you hear your outside condenser go on. Well, you have a heat pump. Well, what that does is that it is impacted by outside temperatures, and often supply temperatures that come in, it can only heat to, you know, less than 100 degrees. A propane-powered forced air furnace can heat the air 115 to 125 degrees. It makes the indoor feel consistently warmer. And you got to take a few additional steps to ready your furnace, and it will ensure it really, is, uh, you know, works well during the coldest months. And a propane fireplace. Do you have gas burning, or do you
1: have a uh, wood burning? I it's gas. I believe. Yes, it's gas.
0: It's gas. And if you have natural gas, like I've always said, is that it's fine. Natural gas could be good. But if you're on electrical, or maybe if you're kind of on the outskirts and have the choice between propane um, and natural gas, propane is a very hot burner. Um, and I, I, I don't recommend um, wood burning fireplaces. In fact, most states are banning wood burning fireplaces just because of their negative impact on the environment. Me, mm-hmm. I don't like the maintenance of it. You got to clean out your firebox. You got to get make sure that someone comes in and cleans off a creosote from 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 your flue. Uh, and if you don't, that can lead to a very dangerous situation. So the the propane fireplace it burns hot, and that's why a lot of people love. Not only the fireplace, but also love cooking with propane. It offers five to six times more heating capacity than electric fireplaces. Uh, more energy efficient, environmentally friendly. Uh, and they're convenient to use uh, than wood burning uh, models. They emit less soot and they offer more emissions. And, and so it's for me, I love a propane-powered uh, fireplace. And I offer that to many of my, my clients that are looking to do indoors or an outdoor fire pit.
1: You know, and it also saves having to explain, like, we had a, uh, a a teenager sleepover, and we had a big fire in the backyard. My husband just thinks, like, he need, needs to, like have it ready for the fire department to, ha- to come if necessary. Like he's got the hose there too. And every- anyway, it was like, it was, he's six six. It was taller than he was. And so the kids go to volleyball oh, yeah. practice the next morning and they tell their coach, now I, I, we weren't smoking. I'm, I hope dad made a giant fire. So yeah, the, the, the fire in the yeah. house, definitely uh, the smell and like you said, the soot, the cleaning. So how do you go from, natural gas like I have to protein, how do you, uh, uh, pardon me, propane, how do you make the switch? Well, I think,
0: you know, for you, it just depends upon your family. If you already are running on natural gas for most, uh, for for everything, um, you know, maybe propane could be, Brought in in certain elements, right? Maybe you can bring it into just the fireplace. Maybe you can bring propane to just the backyard elements. And, you know, I, I do landscaping, I do a lot of backyards. Um, if you have a wood burning fireplace, it has to be at least 10 feet away from your house
3: mm-hmm. with
0: a propane powered or gas powered. Uh, Propane—it only has to be about 36 inches. You can get that 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 fireplace a little bit closer to your house, and then you don't have smoky kids that go to school, right? (laughs) Right. And it's and it's better for the environment. It's better for the environment, and and you know that's what we 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 talk about the energy mix. Uh, of the united states and i think i talked about this before about propane is just one of the essential parts of the energy mix i, I had um last last month a report just came out and i'm sure you saw it too is that uh, crazy crazy enough we put more greenhouse gases into into the world in 2021 than ever before Whoa. and we are so we are always going Whoa. towards electricity and saying Oh, well, electricity is the answer. Electricity is the answer. Well, what we're doing is that we're putting stress on the electrical grid, mm-hmm. and then we're, cold, we're doing cold-powered electrical um, plants. So it's not the total answer. I think that we're getting there. It's going to take many, many years for us to upgrade our electrical process Um, but for now that propane is going to be a great source so maybe you can't you know don't want to do the entire house maybe it's not cost effective to do the entire house Uh, but there are certain things that you can do to be able to bring propane to your house and especially this this is one of my favorites is that my father-in-law uh springfield and he builds off the grid and i help with that all the time he was five five months or uh, Sorry, five days, almost a week, he didn't have electrical power, and he was able to heat his house solely from his propane tank that is in his backyard. So uh, it can be a lifesaver as well because you have energy independence. That, that propane is right there in the back, ready to be used.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. And with all these rolling blackouts, I mean, that's crazy cool. With all these rolling blackouts in California, two of my cousins live out there and um, one's off the grid. I'm going to talk to her about this as well as a good option for them. And then I am interested in um, changing our fireplace over because if you can get that, if it burns hotter and you can get that additional heat out of it, that'll save us money heating the house because that fireplace is located in an area that heats like two of the major rooms that we're in along with our passive solar from our sunrooms so we wouldn't have to use that much heat on the main floor interesting
0: yeah and and it also kind of gives you some peace of mind because if you think about it you're you're you got to work with your local propane provider but with so many fluctuations in energy costs you're buying that propane at a fixed price right whatever it is i mean Mm -hmm. the, the price of propane may go up or down but when you buy it it does not fluctuate it sits into the back of your house and it is available to you you're not worried about how much you're using. And the, the energy cost is, is not going to go up based upon the demand, right? That what happens with electrical,
3: right? Mm-hmm, the higher mm-hmm. the
0: demand, the, 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 the higher the price goes up. You have that energy efficiency right there. And it's not just for fireplace. I mean, you can use, um, you know, uh, you can heat your house. Uh, the fireplace. You could uh, dry your clothes. You could cook your food. There's so many different ways uh, that propane could be used in your house.
1: I love it. I love it. Uh, and before we wrap up and get the website, um, how is everything going with your show on HGTV? I, I love the idea that you did all these pay it forward, uh, you know, projects for people who do a lot for their community, and then you kind of give back to them. I love that whole idea of the good guy getting rewarded.
0: Oh, it was awesome. And and for me. I've, I have so many blessings in my life uh, And I'm just glad to be able to give back And these people that have started charities uh, We give them brand new home renovations It's absolutely fantastic You can check it out on Discovery Plus uh, Or visit hgtv.com uh, forward slash build it forward uh, To learn more
1: Awesome, and if we want to make the change over To like my, my fireplace Or you know, look into propane and how to use it in our homes Where do we go for more info on that?
0: Yeah, easy website to visit, propane.com. Uh, you'll be able to see how, really, uh, propane is an energy source for everyone and how it could be a source for you and your family this winter.
1: Wonderful. Thanks so much, Matt. Always fun to have you on the show.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Thank you for listening to the good news with Angie Austin on AM 670 KLTT.
1: The preceding program is sponsored by The Good News with Angie Austin.
3: This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver, broadcasting in HD digital radio and online at 670KLTT.com.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.